Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening. And welcome to another Cinematic Universe live minisode, hopefully with fewer microphone issues than the last one that we did. <laughs> uh, I am joined by James Hunt, as ever. I am Sir hey. Patrick, of course, as if I needed introduction at this stage. You're, you're not <clears throat> watching or listening to these if you don't already know who we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have another live run through some news and stuff. Uh, if any of you are watching along and would like to pass comment on things or ask us questions, uh, feel free to do the usual and, and uh, chat along with us in the live chat. Uh, James, how are you? Good. I've had a haircut. I've been outside. I've had a haircut. Yes, I've had a haircut as well, but it's not as drastic as yours. And now you've frozen, and now I don't know if that's my connection or yours. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait for people in the comments to tell me whether or not that is uh, my connection or James's. Nope, James has completely dropped off, so I'm guessing it must be him. Um, hello to Erkman12. Hello to Neil. This is going to have to be another episode where I cut off the beginning from the audio version again. <laughs> There he is. He's back. Hello, James. Yeah, I just froze. <clears throat> it's your turn this time. Right, let's do some live technical support with James to sort out his technical issues. <laughs> no, let's let's get on and talk about stuff then before anything else goes wrong. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run through a few news items, a few things that I've seen pop up over the last few weeks. And by over the last few weeks, I mean I've kind of looked for them this evening and been like, what's happened since we last talked about stuff? A couple of bits of business as well on things that we've talked about on previous episodes and getting a bit of an update on those as well. <laughs> Excited to find out what. Yeah, yeah. James has no idea what we're uh, what we're covering here. So <laughs> uh, we are going to start though with something that is not officially called Gotham Central, but everyone is calling it Gotham <laughs> Central. Um, HBO Max have announced that they are going to be doing a spin-off TV series based in the same continuity as the Matt Reeves Batman film. Um, now, whether that is the same continuity as the rest of the DCEU, we honestly don't know yet, um, because we still know so little about that film. I'm increasingly getting the impression that it's going to plough its own furrow, and because it's a prequel, 
I imagine it will be a take it or leave it sort of thing in terms of whether or not it directly ties to the Ben Affleck films and so on. I think it'll be a sort of you can draw your own conclusion or make your own connections kind of thing if you if you do <laughs> or don't be an want to. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this TV series is is absolutely whether or not the the Matt Reeves Robert Pattinson film is set in that continuity. This TV series absolutely a hundred percent is going to be set in the same world and presumably time frame as uh as as that movie which again we don't really know much about that movie um but we do know uh so this is so the quote that hbo max have have given says uh, the series will be set in the world reeves is creating for the batman feature film and will build upon the motion pictures examination of the anatomy of corruption in gotham city ultimately launching a new batman universe across multiple platforms the series provides an unprecedented opportunity to extend the world established in the movie and further explore the myriad of you can't say myriad of it's myriad it's a number uh compelling and complex characters of Gotham. Um, so uh, obviously, I mean, what that does is that gives us some pointers about the movie, which is, you know, if, if we didn't know already, is going to be this kind of gritty street level take on on Batman and on, and you know, obviously there is going to be this focus on Gotham and on crime in Gotham and on the police and corruption. Um, but yeah, this TV show very much seems like it's going to be the TV show that we, a lot of us have been saying all along is the perfect TV show for the Batman universe, which is well, Gotham Central. One exception, which is that this is another Batman TV series which can't have Batman in it. Well, yes. This, okay, so, the, so I, there, there is a positive to this, which is if you're going to do a TV series set in the Batman universe that isn't centred around Batman, Gotham Central, the comic, gives you the absolute perfect blueprint for that because it is a fantastic comic. I mean, I'm sure we've banged on about it on the podcast before, but for those who don't know, it's a DC series from the early 2000s written by Greg Rucker and Ed Brubaker, sometimes together, sometimes individually, um, artists including Michael Lark. And um, it's it's about the GCPD. It, it uses some existing characters, introduces some new characters, um, and is all about you know, the cops having to deal with being cops in Gotham and, and with Batman around. And Batman is sometimes an antagonist. And, you know, he's kind of there as a presence rather than being an active character in the stories. And sometimes the stories are about the messes that he leaves behind and about the problems that having Batman around causes when you're trying to do your job. So there's, <laughs> you know, there's there's loads that's brilliant about Gotham Central. The characters are fantastic. It's, it's a, you know, it's an Ed Brubaker crime comic. So, of course, it's good. Um, at the same time, the circumstances of getting this show, I think some of us might be a bit uneasy about. Firstly, because, as you say, James, um, we've already had a few Batman TV series that don't have Batman in them, and we're already getting a bit tired of the concept. And we've had Gotham, and Gotham has its fans. There are people who really like Gotham, so I'm not here to kind of shit on Gotham and say it's a bad show or anything like that. But I think it's fair to say that it's not the Gotham Central show that people would have hoped for from a Batman without Batman show, because it ultimately, you know, ended up being uh, Batman? a Batman show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, he wasn't Batman yet, but for all intents and purposes, you know, it had all the villains and it this, that and the other. Um, and we've had Pennyworth, which, I mean, if, if literally, if and I'm looking directly down the barrel of the camera, if anyone out there in the world is watching Pennyworth or has watched it, let us know, because I'm genuinely interested to hear if anyone has ever watched that. Um, so there's that. So I think we're already potentially a bit weary of the concept. And secondly, it's 
July 2020 and they're announcing a cop show. <laughs> and it feels like that is not maybe a super reading of the mood. I mean, that would have been in the works long before anyone yeah. noticed, right? <laughs> and also, what's all genre TV? Yeah, I mean, it's very hard to do genre TV that isn't a cop show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. I can forgive them being unimaginative in that regard. Yeah, un- unimaginative in that regard, but but still, I think it's I think it's going to be interesting. And as I say, particularly if you're doing about the Gotham police, and obviously the the whole point about a show like this is it's it's going to focus on corruption and stuff. So, and that's that's interesting in itself because presumably it won't take a one hundred percent positive attitude towards the police and the institution of the police. But equally, it's going to have characters in it who you're going to want to root for because that'll be the nature of it. Yeah. So. Uh, again, you know, I think you, I think it's going to be interesting to see how, if that can play without getting a heavy backlash for um, for making cops heroes. <laughs> effectively, it's on HBO, did you say? HBO Max, yeah, yeah. which good. is basically increasingly the new home for DC stuff. DC Universe, I think, is dying, and a lot of stuff is getting moved off it or over to HBO Max. Okay. Um, so I think I think HBO Max is where DC TV stuff that isn't CW style, that's where that stuff is basically living. Um, you know, and they're putting the films on there. But I think Birds of Prey is about to go on there. The Harley Quinn TV show is on there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, okay. a couple of a couple of comments that we've that we've had about this. Jack Christmas says Pennyworth happened? Question mark. Yes, it's getting or got a second season. They might have even already made really? the second season. Had a second season. Yeah, as Neil yeah. confirms the comments as well. Uh, Louis points out when I was talking about this continuity thing, I've forgotten about that Jeffrey Wright is is Jim Gordon in this, which is which I'd, I'd, I'd missed. So uh, yeah, I mean it's not the same continuity as the one in which J.K. Simmons is Jim Gordon, unless there are multiple Jim Gordons. Um, but um, yeah, I think the uh, Neil says the idea of Flashpoint. I think. Uh, I, I think they they are they going to use Flashpoint as a way of doing a bit of an all bets are off with their continuities. We don't know because who the hell knows what's going on with Flashpoint. I was going to say is Flashpoint actually happening? Probably not, right? Uh, no, there's been movement on it. I think it's been, yeah because there was all the, there was the the rumor about um, Michael Keaton. Did we get to cover that or did that did that come just after we did an episode? I can't remember if we got to. No, I think yeah, we did. We were going to talk about Michael Keaton as you know that possibility of Michael I Keaton think we Batman. Did talk about- Bruce Wayne being in Flashpoint so or whether well of Michael Keaton being in it whether he was going to be Thomas Wayne or Bruce Wayne or or whatever so uh Titans as well yes is a better you know despite the fact that it's Titans and it should be Titans it is effectively a Batman TV series without Batman (laughs) I mean well it has got Batman in it it's got a Bruce Wayne in it but yeah um but in general I think that's quite positive news i mean in the you know in the sense of it's dc doing something that some of us have said for years yeah you should do that and and if they are properly taking their cues from brubaker and rooker's work that's that's got to be a good thing right a better idea than pennyworth let's put it, it that is way. a better idea than pennyworth and it presumably won't have paloma faith as the villain in it um again it'd be interesting to see what characters they can use because you've got people like Rennie montoya who again i mean if this isn't same continuity you could have a version of renee but you know, she is in use in, in the Birds of Prey continuity. So. I'm sort of sceptical of them saying it's going to be set in the same continuity as the movie and also explain, uh, explore the rich characters available in the Batman universe because, <laughs> like, what happens if Batman 2, they go, oh, we're going to use that character, but we put them in Gotham Central? Like, they're just going to do it, right? 
So. Yeah, I, I guess. But I think, again, it's like if you've got a cast of detectives and again, it's like, you know, the, the, the comic sort of you had Harvey Bullock and you had Rene Montoya. But beyond that, you had a set of characters who were created for the series. So uh, one of whom went on to become the Spectre. So that was interesting. Sure. <laughs> um, the mid 2000s version of the Spectre was Christmas Allen after he, spoilers, got killed off in Gotham Central. So if a character called Christmas Allen and a character called Jimmy Corrigan turn up in, uh, not Jimmy Corrigan, the Chris Ware book, uh, if they turn up in this TV show, you know what storyline they're going to be doing with those characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, Still on the subject of TV, most of our news actually is is about TV, and perhaps unsurprisingly, because that's the industry that is either able to to move on a little bit more now, or or has stuff going on already, or stuff that that was was in production or could get delayed. And speaking of which, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been delayed. It was due to arrive next month in in August of this year. Wasn't it now? Well, no, it wasn't finished. That's the problem. It, it wasn't finished pre-COVID. And it's it's basically, I mean, I think everyone kind of knew it was already delayed because everyone knew that it hadn't been finished. But uh, it officially is not on Disney Plus's August slate. It is not coming out in August. It has an indeterminate um, release date. Now, apparently, so there was a report, uh, a report on something else, because there was a report on something else that we'll come to shortly, uh, which said that WandaVision was pushed back as well. Um, but I think DC have denied it because Hollywood Reporter had said DC. that. Sorry, DC have denied it. DC, did I say DC? Disney. Sorry, Disney. I've got, I've got DC on the brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it's been denied that so far one division delayed because that wasn't due for later and due until later in the year anyway. So that may still hit in 2020, but mm, as with everything, I, I would be surprised. Um, but yeah, that, that point about WandaVision came in a story about um, various directors getting hired for the Hawkeye show. So things are moving on that. I mean, that's not due for a little while. But the thing that I just thought was interesting out of that was the fact that one of the directors hired is Reese Thomas. And the name Reese Thomas, as far as TV directors go, uh, makes me think, I can't believe that Reese Thomas, who does Brian Pern and uh, the um, Year of the Life of a Year, is directing big American TV shows. But it's not. It's the Reese Thomas who directs John Mulaney's specials. Uh, so even so, still someone who's largely known for comedies. I mean, and also he is actually Welsh. It's like he is British as well as the Reese Thomas, who is a British comedian. Uh, but he's mostly known for Saturday Night Live and working with John Mulaney. But he is directing several episodes of Hawkeye, as mm -hmm. are uh, people who've directed other things. I don't recognise any of the rest of their names. I just I just thought it was interesting that Reese Thomas was involved because I've watched a lot of John Mulaney stuff over the last 12 months, so, <laughs> including the Satellite Bunch, which is the best thing that's been on TV. So. <laughs> um, so stuff is still moving, but kind of slowly. Um, <laughs> moving backwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some a couple of TV things that have got actual new stuff, stuff to see and stuff to talk about. I'm interested to see how long we can spend talking about this, because I suspect it might not be very long. But if if we can't manage to talk about it, nobody else will. So the first pictures have been uh, released for a TV show that I bet you forgot was even happening or had ever even been announced. Uh, so what I'm going to do, actually, I was going to show you these pictures, but I'm just going to put the picture up on screen and uh, see if you can <laughs> tell me or guess which Marvel Comics character this is, if you haven't already right. seen it. <laughs> uh, Who is that? <laughs> how can I hope to guess? I have no clue. <laughs> is this the Hellfire Club thing? No. <laughs> no. Did that ever happen? I think that got cancelled, didn't it? It probably did. 
It, yeah, this is I, like the only one of the Hulu shows that's actually still existing and, and exists and is a thing. Do you remember when they announced like the Howard, the Kevin Smith, Howard the Duck and various yeah. other things? Yeah. Uh, nope, don't know. That is Damon Hellstrom. Hellstrom? That is, that is Hellstrom. Uh, Hellstrom spelled with one L. Uh, they they have decided to call the show Hellstrom with one L. Uh, that is Tom Austin, a British actor who he's not even one of those actors who they pop up in an American thing and you're like, oh, that's that guy who I vaguely remember him as having been in that thing. He hasn't been in anything you would vaguely remember him as having been in. Uh, but uh, he is Hellstrom. They, they've released six incredibly underwhelming bland photos. Here's another one. Uh, <laughs> that on, on the right there is Anna Hellstrom. Uh, Damon Hellstrom's sister, played by Sydney Lemon, who is uh, Jack Lemon's granddaughter. Um, and yeah, it's just basically they've put out six photos with some people in, and it's just like there is nothing that makes you think. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying the show's necessarily going to be bad. I, I don't know anything about it really, but it just looks uh, visually like if that's the best they've got to put out as their first photos. Um, this this could be sub pennyworth in terms of number of people who actually pay attention to it. I've already <laughs> lost interest. Well, I wanted you to maybe tell us something interesting about Hellstrom, but I think we might have tried that back when the show was announced, and I don't think we got very far. The only thing I know about Damon Hellstrom is that I think uh, you know I don't even know it. I my memory is that Warren Ellis did a bunch of stuff with the character. Mm, maybe we won't talk about Obviously, that just now then. Bad, yeah. bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a, a Comic-Con at home panel if you want to know more about Hellstrom. Uh, but at least it is a show that exists. I mean, you can say that about it. It is a show that That's exists. That's good for its chances, considering <laughs> a lot of shows at the moment don't exist. Exactly. You know, it's you know, if they've actually made this and shot it, and they've actually got something <laughs> that they could release, then that puts them ahead of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for example. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think yes. This comment from Neil just about sums it up. Oh, it's Hellstrom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rather more exciting uh, TV show that we've seen a bit more of the next upcoming season of. And James, uh, I know you, I think you haven't watched this, so uh, I'm just going to talk about this for a bit. But we've had a trailer and two kind of full scene clips of season two of The Boys, which is due, I think, at the beginning of September on Amazon. Uh, we, I think we get it in the UK basically at the same time as they do in the US, which is nice. Um, season one was brilliant. And if you haven't watched The Boys yet, watch The Boys, because it's really good. I mean, it's quite bleak, and in these times, you don't necessarily want something that's got such a bleak and nihilistic view of things, but it is a it is a damn good show. It's I do think it improves on the source material in lots of ways, and I've talked on here about how, and I've written about how on our website to go and have a look. Um, the key things, I mean, the trailer very much goes for a here's more of this show you liked kind of vibe and it uses we didn't start the fire on the trailer so it's got a there's a real sense of confidence it's one of the things i liked about the boys was actually just how aggressively confident as a show it is um that's all in evidence in the trailer which just shows you a lot of swearing a lot of gory violence and a lot of general unpleasantness but the two clips that we've seen are quite interesting because there's one that focuses on the character of black noir who people who know the comics and people who've watched the show will know that Black Noir was very underused in season one. And there's a lot of big stuff in the comic that relates to Black Noir, who kind of sits there as a background character for a lot of it. And there's a very, very, very big 
revelation about that character. Um, but basically in season one, he was just kind of there in the background. This clip basically shows him going on what appears to be a mission for the government. And it looks like this season is going to be much heavily more around the plot idea of wanting to weaponize superheroes and use superheroes as super soldiers in the military, which is what, what Vought have always pushed for. Uh, and this shows Black Noir basically doing that like in the Middle East somewhere. And uh, it's extremely grisly, but also shows him being quite weird. And I think that's a deliberate tee up for some of the weirdness that's to come with Black Noir. So that's that's interesting if they're going to use that character more. The other clip shows the new character introduction, which is Stormfront, um, which is the character who um, in the comics is basically a Nazi Superman. <laughs> um, like he is literally like he is literally a Nazi and like was the, the name first... doesn't leave much uh, wiggle room for that, does it? Well, this is the thing, though, because the character, as they're introducing her, so it's a female character, um, and the show is introducing her as a new member of the Seven, because it's a major plot point in season one that one of the Seven gets killed. Um, so, again, spoilers, but, you know, as I say, it's kind of part of the premise. Um, so she's a new member of the Seven, but it's a really interesting clip because it shows her as being a social media-driven and extremely social media-popular character. So she's on whether it's Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, but she is basically live streaming to all of her followers as she meets some of the other members of the Seven for the first time, but is rubbing them up the wrong way because she's kind of peeling behind the curtain. And also they don't know that she's been put on the team until they're literally introduced to her because the corporate higher-ups have put her on the team. So she's very kind of confident and cocky and like um and homelander kind of doesn't really know how to deal with it so there's going to i think there's interesting dynamics there i like the idea of them introducing a character that is a social media focused superhero because i think that's an they touched on it a little bit in season one but we didn't get a lot of it and i think there's a lot you can mine there um but there doesn't seem to be any suggestion that they are having any kind of nazi connection uh, the name seems to be based on the fact that she seems to have Thor-esque powers. She seems to have like lightning kind of powers. I um, think that's going to be a twist because like, you well, would I think so. Put that name in and just no, extra. and like you, yeah, and like if, particularly if it's a character who's social media savvy, which you know very much seems to be the suggestion. Um, yeah, well, I think the idea that she would be unaware of the connotations of the name is strange. So uh, I would expect that to come into play. But basically, both clips and the trailer make The Boys Season 2 look very much like an if you enjoyed The Boys Season 1, <laughs> you'll enjoy it. The only thing that struck me was, um, oh, I always forget his name, which is uh, terrible because he was really, really good. And it's like, what's it? Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander. Um, his hair looks a bit less... I mean, it was already very kind of artificially blonde, but it almost looks a bit like they haven't quite got it right this time, and I'm not, I'm not quite sure why. It looks a bit, it looks a bit like a cheaper blonde <laughs> hair dye job. But uh, no, in general, I'm really looking forward to that. Certainly more so than Hellstrom. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that comes along in September, and that is something to look forward to. Uh, something that was supposed to be coming along in August, and actually technically, technically is still supposed to be coming out in August hasn't officially i believe been delayed again new mutants <laughs> some cinemas are open <laughs> the running joke of the industry there's been a new trailer for it uh, i don't even think i watched it because what could a new trailer tell us about new mutants at this point uh but 
New Mutants is apparently still on the way, even though Tenet has now been delayed. And I enjoyed the number of references to uh, to um, <laughs> to New Mutants when that was getting delayed. I think it was our own Michael Leader who tweeted, "What did he say? They should now could they should call it New, <laughs> New Mutants." <Mutant. laughs> um, but I mean, I, but what does that tell you that sort of New Mutants has become the new? byword for delayed films even at a time when lots and lots of films are getting delayed um are we going to see it in august that's the question right (laughs) so it might as well be a film that everyone's expecting to crater anyway (laughs) well there was a um uh there was a story going around uh literally i think today and i think it's i think it came out today and has already been uh rebutted today but mm-hmm. there was someone posted a video that purported to be like a, a sizzle reel of stuff that was coming to Disney Plus, and it had clips of New Mutants and said coming to Disney Plus September fourth. And so everyone went, "Oh, it looks like this is a leak. It looks like it's coming to, to Disney Plus September fourth. And Disney have already turned around and go, "No, that's a fan video. It's not coming to Disney Plus on September the fourth." But they also they also they haven't said it's not Mutants coming to cinemas. Be, yeah, they don't want anyone to think that New Mutants will be watchable anytime <laughs> soon. Um, I, I think it might come out in August because something's. Do you to. think it might come out in August? Do you do you think it's going to be the one? Yeah, because I think they're just going to go well. Whatever time of year we release this, it's going to do badly. Let's put it out and see. It, it might do okay if there's nothing else on. People are <laughs> eager to get back to cinemas, and you know, lots of people seem to be. So, I mean, yes, people. Are, but but there is that. I think there is very much that. Um, it does feel a little bit like uh, you, like if you're in a Grand Prix and it's starting to rain a little bit, and it's like nobody really wants to be the first to go in for wet tires in case it's a massive backfire but like if you are the first to go and you get it right then like it's a gamble that can pay off and it's usually it's usually the teams at the back who've got like less to lose who might take the gamble that's exactly what i was gonna say is what have they got to lose by releasing it at this point yeah I mean, certainly, you can see why Tenet's been pushed back. And oh man, I mean, you know, yeah. we're, we're not we're not the podcast to do it, but uh, there, there could be a whole podcast talking about that press release. And if you haven't seen it, go and look up the thread about the press release that Warner sent out about Tenet, where they had like six paragraphs where they were asking to be off the record. And as the person who posted it said, like, that's not what off the record is. You can't send an unsolicited email and then say, by the way, this is all off the record. <laughs> so it immediately made its way onto the record. Um, but yeah, I do kind of think with New Mutants, I think New Mutants would have the curiosity factor. I mean, I don't think it's something that would draw wide audiences to cinemas, but uh, yeah, it could it could benefit from being the one to come out first or one of the ones I mean, to come out first what, in a way that, you know. It's going to be the only superhero movie this year unless you count Bloodshot, which, let's face it, I don't. <laughs> uh, or The Old Guard, which will too shortly well in <laughs> that super, yeah like we have when when was the last cinematic superhero movie i guess birds of prey actually birds of prey yeah birds of prey was this year but still yeah. it's a long gap and you yeah. know there's a section of the audience you know which is going to be hungry to to see if and yet but it, but it's not being and hasn't been marketed as a superhero movie so that in no. itself is sort of like 
Um, it, it, it wouldn't benefit from, like, for example, if it was Black Widow, Black Widow would be like, superhero movies are back, kind of thing, which you're not going to get with New Mutants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Neil's like, pointed out that there's a... digital tale of X-Men, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, com- they are doing a Comic-Con panel, which I think was, um, yeah, it was sort of, yeah, they're, they're doing one of these virtual Comic-Con panels. It, is that going to lead into an announcement uh, about a surprise digital release. Uh, Jason Smedley says, I feel like the Comic-Con panel is just going to be the cast right? trying to remember anything about it. Okay, it is. You filmed but... this two years ago. What, how has your life changed since then? And also, they are at an age where they're less likely to remember things that happened four years ago, like when they were sort of in their early, well, not their early, but, you know, their mid to late teens, and now they're in their early 20s. It's like, yeah, that's a, that's a that's that feels like 10 years ago when you're that age. Uh, John says that any sort of release would be a surprise. I am inclined to agree. Uh, Martin Atkinson says, is there a chance of them having a reasonable international market release in countries less badly hit by COVID? I mean, possibly, but it's New Mutants, guys. (laughs) New Zealand is not a huge chunk of the audience. Mm. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we'll wait to see. I mean, uh, we've made the kind of foolish mistake of recording this episode just before the Comic-Con at home weekend where there could be some uh, announcements of things. We might find out more about that. Maybe we'll have to do a post-news special if there's lots of stuff, although I don't think there will be. I think these panels are just going to be people taking the opportunity to talk about stuff but i don't think we're going to see like major comic-con news coming out because what is there to talk about but prove me wrong comic-con prove me wrong (laughs) um one more bit of kind of newsy news uh and again i'm sorry james it's something where you you won't know anything about the subject matter here and it's not even though it's dc it's not one that i'm massively familiar with but it is something else that links back to jsa which we've been talking about a lot recently (laughs) Um, noah centineo centineo uh who was apparently into all the boys i've loved before which i have not seen uh has been cast as atom smasher um aka albert rothstein in uh the black adam movie um so atom smasher (laughs) 
Atom Smasher was one of the uh, the Roy Thomas created characters who started out in appearing in things like All Star Squadron, but became Infinity Inc. And they are the sort of the offspring or the otherwise inheritors of the JSA. So we talked about all of that uh, when we were talking to Caroline about Stargirl, because um, a lot of those characters are, are characters who were showing up in, in the Stargirl TV show. So Atom Smasher was the new Atom. He was, I think, his godson rather than like his actually, actually being related to him. Um, he had powers that meant that he could... Uh, manipulate his uh, what is it? I'm looking. Yeah, he had control over his molecular structure, but it basically meant that he was like a cross between. He was like um, um, Hank Pym in both big or small mode. So he could go big and he could go small. Was but also he could control his density. So he could, as well as making himself big, he could be incredibly tough at the same time. Uh, he was called Nuclon for a while, and if you've if you've never seen the costume, he had a mohawk and like nuclear inspired um, costume. It was a it was the eighties. It was this that was in the Infinity Inc era, um, but his connection to Black Adam is it comes from that two thousands James Robinson, David Goya, Jeff Johns JSA run. Uh, which um, uh, you know did did a lot to kind of uh, do interesting character stuff with with a lot of those characters, and he basically because Black Adam winds up on the JSA team for a while, and initially they butt heads quite a lot, and then eventually they become quite good friends. And there's a point where um, Al's actually living in Kandak um, and is like a refugee in Kandak because he's fleeing from because he's done something or other. He ends up on the Suicide Squad for a bit, so he's a bit of a you know, sort of ended up being a bit of a back and forth morally character. So, um, yeah, I don't otherwise have a lot else to say because I don't know a lot about the character. I just I know what he's done, but I don't really know much about him as a personality or a character. So um, I just think it's nice to see if that movie is still moving along. I'm interested to see it. I really liked Shazam. Um, I think it, I, it shows that they're obviously looking in the right places for their material for characters and stuff to use in that. So. Um, and yes, Louis, that would have been the headline. If I was doing the pudding headline banner things, up and at them, absolutely would have them. been. Yes, up and at them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up and let's. <laughs> I was just about to say it, and then <laughs> there we go. We've had up and let's go. We've had all three. Well done, commenters. That is that is the kind of thing that that we look to you all for. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so finally on on kind of movie related things, um, we, I won't talk about this loads because, but I wanted to use this as an opportunity for those who I can't remember if we've mentioned it yet. Uh, but Netflix have, have revealed that The Old Guard has become one of their most watched movies ever. It is currently on track to reach seventy two million households and is their sixth most watched movie ever. And I don't really have anything else to say about that because I think paying any attention to anything that Netflix say about their viewer numbers or anything is nonsense. We don't know what their numbers mean. We don't know what metrics they're measuring against. We don't know what they count as a view. We don't know what the sixth most watched movie in their history actually means. But Netflix are touting it as a success. Um, it seems to have gone down reasonably well. There's been kind of mixed reviews. Empire 2 starred it and then upgraded it to three stars after reconsidering. Uh, but I've seen some really positive reactions. I've seen some middling. I've seen some people didn't like it. Um, if people, The comments are coming through a bit slowly tonight, but if anyone wants to comment and tell us if you've seen Old Guard and what you thought of it, um, we haven't seen it yet. And this is why I wanted to bring it up is it is going to be our next episode. Um, I will get a chance to watch it. I might try and watch it the weekend. I think we will attempt to record an episode on it next week and get that out as soon as we can. 
Uh, but it is going to be our next main episode. It is a comic book movie. It's a new comic book movie released in the year 2020. Um, I like the comic. Everyone likes Charlie's Theron. I so. the comic to read ahead of the episode. So. Oh, wow. Okay, you are, you're going to do the research. Yeah, it was on sale. <laughs> <so>. Okay. <laughs> uh, and yes, Louis, that was the film that inspired the pun Charlie's War. On the <laughs> on the last live minute, so that was what that was all about. Because we, yeah, we must have talked about the old super, guy. Uh, super interested in the film, even from the trailer. But the reaction makes me think I should definitely watch it. I've seen some people say like, "This is what superhero movies wish they were." Mm. I mean, that I'm sounds like it's going a bit far, to be honest. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jason says, I think it's a pretty solid movie. I would have been perfectly happy to have paid to see it in the cinema. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm expecting it to be above Bloodshot level, if not at Birds of Prey level. <laughs> I'm expecting it to sit pretty much between. Gary McBay says it feels like a high-budget pilot, um, <laughs> which, to be honest, I mean, even though... that, so, the, so Greg Rooker has said that the comic is structured to be sort of three miniseries, and he kind of envisages that as... He, he could see that as being three movies, like a trilogy of movies. I mean, just from the premise and, and from reading the first volume of the comic, it does feel more like a TV show idea to me than a, than a movie, but it's a Netflix movie. So, uh, yeah, we've been shamed here. Still waiting for Hellboy 2019. Uh, when 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 Mike is free enough to do it, it has to be Mike because Mike's done all the Hellboys. Uh, we might get to Hellboy 2019. I don't want to have to pay for it, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh martin says about old guard very watchable without being anything outstanding so we'll as i say out. i mean I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly fine if, it, if it's a decent enjoyable three-star film that feels like a greg rooker comic i'll i'll be perfectly happy with that so uh let's see if there's enough to make it an interesting couple of hours to talk about next week when we watch it uh oh john says it's definitely better than bloodshot but that's setting the bar quite low i feel like in retrospect we were harsh to bloodshot i simultaneously feel about bloodshot that maybe it's better than we were giving it credit for but also i don't ever want to actually watch it again <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 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 we started with Greg Rucker with Gotham Central. We almost finished with Greg Rucker with Old God. Uh, I just had a couple of other bits of business to, uh, as I say, relating to stuff we talked about on previous episodes. Just after we had that long chat with Caroline about Stargirl, uh, it was firstly announced, uh, and I don't have the details of this, so forgive me if I've got it wrong, but I think I, it's coming off DC Universe for its second season. I, I believe it's, is it just going to be CW possibly for its second season. Uh, yes, it is. It's just moving to CW, so it's not going to. So this is what I mean about DC Universe is dead. Um, but uh, more interestingly for us, it is coming to Amazon Prime in August. So uh, I will be able to watch Star Girl. I whether it's just me or whether we get anyone else. I know James won't be interested, but I will definitely do some kind of coverage of my thoughts of Star Girl. If it's just me probably just as a Patreon thing, because you don't need just me on my own on the on the main feed wanging on about it. But uh, definitely you will get to hear some thoughts on Stargirl because it is officially coming to the UK next month and I'm going to look forward to watching it. So we will get that. Uh, so Louis has just asked, so I'll just come back to Old God, who will be the guest on the next episode? We don't know yet. Uh, we're still working that out. <laughs> we will try and have it be someone interesting. Um, and finally... Uh, when we talked about the Sweet Tooth TV show, uh, and I mentioned that I'd only read the first of the shorter, not the bigger volumes of it, and I hadn't like fully got into it, uh, my dad, who was a massive Jeff Lemire fan, lent, lent me, and I'm pulling them from the shelf next to me, uh, 
all three of the kind of thick volumes. So that is the entirety of Sweet Tooth because it didn't run for that long. I have now read the entirety of Sweet Tooth. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know why I didn't really get into it the first time. Um, it's great and it's a proper story. I mean, it, like a lot of Jeff Lemire things, I feel like he maybe wrapped it up sooner than he might have been intending to when he started because it feels like it could have gone for longer but it has an ending. Like, I feel like there could have been more stories in the middle getting it to its end point, but it absolutely has an ending. It's got a proper ending. It's got a resolution. And while it is very different in a lot of ways, I do come back to that thing of, it's like if The Walking Dead was good. <laughs> it's like, it's it's very different in a lot of ways, but it, you know, wow. it has that same thing of, it's a post-apocalyptic thing. They're on a journey to try and get somewhere. It, and it's but it, it's brilliant. It's so good. It's it's you know it's it's not the best Jeff Lemire comic, but it is one of the best Jeff Lemire comics. So a if you've never read it and you see it pop up in a sale or whatever, grab it because it's great. And b I'm really looking forward to the TV show whenever we get that because God knows when they're going to make it. But I'm really looking forward to the TV show now because I think it will make an absolutely great TV show. Uh, so that's pretty much it from me. What about you, James? <laughs> Same as ever. <laughs> um, I'm just quickly going to bob over and, and view the YouTube feed because the comments are coming through really slowly on StreamYard tonight. Uh, so let's just see if there were. Oh, there were. There was one more question from Erkman12 who just says, uh, not sure if you have time for questions, but have you heard the rumours of the Batfleck movie being turned into an HBO Max series? Uh, I have not. I think that's very unlikely that they would do competing Batman movies yeah because I, I mean is that not just the fact that the hbo max because the batfleck movie is the pattinson movie isn't it just check well it is it is and it isn't isn't it so, basically yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> i haven't heard anything about that rumor but what james said really i don't think you'd get competing continuities at the moment um and just before we go, do we have any guesses or hopes for who plays She-Hulk? James hates trying to cast things, and I, I'm not—I I could go away and think about it, but I'm not very good at thinking about it on the top of my head. I feel like I have seen some quite good suggested ideas, uh, but it's like it—but it's the question of do you cast someone who's a good Jennifer Walters and look to <laughs> yes, effects for She-Hulk, or do you cast someone who could be a good Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk? I don't know is the answer, but um, yeah feel free to write in and send them in or tweet them out or something we can talk about it on a future episode. Um, we've never really got around to talking about She-Hulk in massive detail, talking about the no, comics. because there's not, so. not been any detail about She-Hulk. Well, no, I'm, I mean about talking about the comics and how good the comics are and all the various different versions of She-Hulk. Well, when it comes out, we'll get to it. We will no doubt do a, a Patreon episode on it. Uh, so thanks everybody to what uh, uh, thanks to everybody for watching uh, or for listening. If you're listening to the podcast version later, uh, as ever, it's always great to have your comments and stuff coming along. I'm glad you enjoy these live things. Uh, we will hopefully have more stuff like this coming up. Um, one thing I'd like to get your thoughts on: uh, we, we've just been talking about the possibility of doing revisit episodes and potentially getting sort of people who are like on Patreon or the people who come on the YouTube to sort of give us comments to look back on all things we've covered. Because uh, the question was asked if we'd ever do it. Uh, I'd quite like to do it, but only from the point of view of like just talking about it from the perspective of now, not just going back and redoing the film as doing the film. Um, but I would like to raise the question to see if people are interested. Like, would you want to hear that, basically? Because if only one person goes, oh, yeah, I'd like to hear that, then it's maybe not worth doing. But if there's then if there's an appetite, 
um if there is an appetite particularly as i say for actually getting some more of your guys opinions and stuff and comments and reminiscences involved we may look to do that i'm basically i'm really keen to do it on the first raimi spider-man is why i want to do it so uh if there is an appetite for that let us know uh but until that so i might be something we look up for the future it might be a patreon thing it might not but until we get to that kind of thing uh we'll see you again for the old guard when we get around to watching and recording and editing and releasing that maybe not before the end of july but maybe in early august before new mutants comes out our next episode will be before new mutants comes out <laughs> uh so thanks everybody and we'll see you soon goodbye Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.